the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, here in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted you've joined us today. We'll take the next 15 minutes or so, and we're going to take some time in the Word of God, enjoying some good things that will help us as we walk the walk that we're supposed to be walking. As Christians, it's important that we're guided by the book. And uh, yesterday, I talked to you about putting first things first, making your place a place where first things get first place. And I want to continue that today by noting that there are some places that are bad places, places that we ought not to frequent, places we ought not to inhabit, places we ought not to hang out. And so we'll look at what the Bible has to say about that just in a moment. Let me just remind you that our National Sword of the Lord Conference at Walkertown, North Carolina is coming up July 17 through 20. Now, look at it on the calendar. That's just two months away, and I hope you're making great plans to be with us. And if you'll check our website at swordofthelord.com, all of the details are there. And I'm telling you, it's something worth coming to, and it will be good for you and your family. And I want to encourage you to come and be with us. It is a very special event, July 17 through 20. Now, let's look again at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 as the key around which we're building this uh, brief series that we're doing here on first things at your place. The verse says... This is Jesus, in fact, talking when he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That is a very prominent spot in the Sermon on the Mount, and it really tells us that uh, we need to put the Lord first deep inside of us. We need to put him first in our heart. We need to put him first in the activities of our life, in the events, whatever's going on with us, whatever we have charge of, whatever we have responsibility for, our home, our family, raising of our kids, building of your marriage, all of those kinds of things need to have the Lord in first place. I mean, your leisure time, your workplace, what you do in your business, if you're going to school, how you manage your resources, and whatever you do with the possessions that you have acquired— All of these things are better served, everything is better served, whenever we are putting the Lord in proper place. That's first place. Now, the question is going to be raised sometime along the way, who has first place with me? Who has first place with you? It's important that we individually answer that question and be sure that we give the Lord the place that he deserves. There are some places, however, that are not good places, and they need to be flagged. They need to be noted. They need to be identified. And whenever we look at the Bible, here's some things that we learn. Psalm 74 and verse 20 talks about dark places, places that are so dark that they are cruel. Here it says, the dark places of the earth are full of the habitation of cruelty. You know, I hear things on the news, and I read things in the news services that we subscribe to. I find all kinds of things these days that are just absolutely mind-boggling. I can't imagine the cruelty. I can't imagine the kind of abuse. I can't imagine the kind of just hate and venomous vitriol that seems to be so much 
in the minds and in the hearts of many of our citizens. I'm telling you, when people riot in the streets and destroy property just uh, carelessly and, uh, of course, purposefully they're doing it, and uh, they destroy property, they burn buildings, they tear up cars, and if somebody gets in their way, they push right on without any regard for the other person's life. Now, all of this is just uh, more than you can imagine, and it means that there are places, and it's not just the big cities, but there are places all across the planet where people are really making it into a dark place. And the result of that is, I mean, when they turn aside from the light of the gospel, they turn aside from the light of the word of God, it darkens the place. I mean, it puts them in darkness, and consequently they begin to do all kinds of vile, vicious, wicked things. And that's why this passage talks about the earth being full of the habitation of cruelty. Cruelty has set up shop. Cruelty has taken residence in many of these places, and it really is just so, so tragic. I mean, you see on these news services every day beautiful young people who have been killed, uh, beautiful people who are in the prime of their life, whose lives have been snuffed out without any thought by some unmerciful killer. I mean, it is just mind-boggling, and we simply cannot understand sometimes why and how that a person can do all of that. And yet the answer is very simple. You shut out the light and you take in the darkness. You push God aside. You let the devil have his way. And guess what? Devilish, wicked, ungodly things happen. So dark places are cruel places, according to Psalm 74. And in Psalm 37, verse 10, here's another reference that I think will be helpful. It tells us that uh, the wicked place is ultimately going to go down. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. So what are we looking at here? He's saying that that pompous individual who thinks he's sitting on top of the world, he is doing whatever he wants to do. He has lots of money, but he's cheated to get it. He has position, but he lied on his resume. He has done all kinds of wicked things to get where he is. I mean, he's driving big cars. He's got money to spend. He's got airplane. I mean, all kinds of things maybe that this individual has. He is really on top of the world, he thinks. But the Bible says, just a little while, and the wicked shall not be. I mean, the obits, they come floating in every day. People who have been fabulously wealthy, people who have been fabulously famous, people who have been uh, really in all kinds of great position around the world, and they're dead at 49, they're dead at 62, they're dead at 29. I mean, you look at all of that and understand, I mean, they may be on top of it this moment, but it's only a little while till they shall not be. I mean, you'll drive by, and you'll look at that mansion, you'll drive by and look at all that string of fabulous cars that he has, you'll uh, hear about the tremendous wealth and how much money's piled up in the bank. As you drive by and look at it all at once, it shall not be. What are you saying? Well, a lot of those people wind up bankrupt. They wind up broke. Some of those folks wind up not only broke, but broken themselves. They uh, do not survive their families. They do not do well with their children. I mean, everything goes sour, and uh, some of them wind up either destroying themselves or destroying others in the process. 
And he says, you just drive by and look at all of it. Where is the guy now? Well, he's dead and in his grave. It shall not be. These wicked places that leave God out, they are not going to survive. I mean, sometimes this old wicked crowd, they act like, man, we've got it now. Well, they don't got it. They think they've got it, but they don't. And they're not going to survive long term. Here's another one that we need to look at. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. Now, that epistle was written to a church crowd. Now, you say, we shouldn't have to tell the church folks to not give the devil place. Well, maybe we shouldn't have to tell them, but obviously we do have to tell them. And this passage says to us, we're not to give place to the devil. We need to give the Lord place, give the Lord first place. That's what we're talking about, giving the Lord first place at your place. And here he says that our place should not give any place, any space to the devil. That means that uh, the devil and his crowd, whoever's siding with him, whoever's running with him, whoever is uh, his uh, advocate, that person does not deserve a place at our place. That means that uh, the devil and his goals should not be our goals. Whatever he's trying to accomplish, we need to be on the other side. We need to be voting on the other side. We need to be taking a stand on the other side. I'm telling you, it doesn't take long to figure out the devil's up to a lot of no good in our country. That's the reason we have a lot of crazy things today, abortion and infanticide and liquor running down the streets like a river and drugs and stuff, all this crazy, crazy nonsense, people living immoral lives, and just incredibly so, the goals that the devil has set, many people have bought into it. Many people have signed on to it, but he tells us, don't give place to the devil. Now, we need to take that even further to our own personal behavior. It's one thing to stay clear of somebody else's bad behavior, but it's another issue altogether. What are we doing? What are we standing for? And you and I need to be sure that our behavior is becoming to the Lord. And so what do we do? Well, first place again is the main thing. We put the Lord in place where he needs to be in our life, and then we listen to him. We pay attention to him. I mean, people around me who have influence with me, when they talk, I listen. I mean, I'm thankful for family, and I'm thankful for staff. I'm thankful for dear friends that uh, will openly talk to me and will tell me things they have on their heart, and I'm benefited by their input. And so it is when the Lord is given place we listen to him. We let him influence us. We let his input be what we are willing to sign on to. So it's important that we neither give place to the devil, Ephesians 4.27. Here's another one. In John chapter 8 and verse 37, Jesus said to a group of Jews, he said, I know that you're Abraham's seed. He's just reminding them they're Jews. But you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. So here again, note the word place. He says, my word hath no place in you. These people, and it's not because they were Jews. That's not the issue. This is not an anti-Semitic statement here. This is a matter of fact. These were just human beings. They happen to be Jews, but they are human beings, and they set themselves against the Lord. They set themselves against the Lord's Christ. They set themselves against the plan of God. And he said, here you are trying to kill me 
talking about their just absolutely devilish behavior, and he said it occurs because God's Word has no place in you. Now, dear friends, when you and I push the Word of God aside, if we do that, we are asking for trouble. We are putting ourselves in a terrible position when we do that. It's important that we operate fully and functionally by the truth that we find in the Bible. And uh, Jesus said uh, it's important that we give place to the Word of God. Here, here's another one. In uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 17, uh, the Bible says, Esau afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he had found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. That's important that you and I find that place of repentance. If we do something wrong, we need to find the place where we can get on our knees. I was reading something this morning about the altar in the church house and reminding myself how important that is. And I think the altar at the church house is something that all of us ought to visit just every once in a while. I mean, just as often as we feel God tugging at our heart, we need to visit the altar. And when things have gone wrong, when we've done something we should not do, we need to find that place of repentance and get ourselves down before the Lord, put our face before the Lord, and just tell Him what we've done, what we mean by that, and how we want to really get ourselves right with Him, and we want to get ourselves in a position where we do not repeat that offense. So it's important that we find the place of repentance. So, dear friends, it's important that you and I stay away from these ungodly places what are we talking about? We're talking about first place at our place, putting first things first like they ought to be, prioritizing like we ought to do. Tomorrow we're going to do one more session on this, some more things the Bible says about it that I'll give you tomorrow. I hope you'll be with me then. In the meantime, remember, I love to hear from you, so I hope you'll write me a note. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, dear friends, do join us tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. <music>